Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you for every day that you add to our life, to our destiny. We thank you, Father. That this is the day that the Lord has made, that you have made. And you have placed us in it. You have factored all our needs, all our interests, all our concerns, all our cares into it. And your word says that you have plans to prosper us. So this day can only end in our prosperity. We choose that life over death, Lord. That which is part of your plan. And you make your plan visible to us. You share it with us through your word and through the revelation that comes from it. So we thank you, Lord, for that light. Because it is the coming of your light that brings wisdom, that brings direction, that brings discernment for us to choose light and life over death and destruction. We thank you, Father, for your mercy that you renew for us every single day so that even though you have plans to prosper us, you do not judge us for our limitations, for our poor choices, but are ever willing to forgive as soon as we repent and are ever willing to pour out your grace into our lives. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to commune with you this morning in the secret place to join our spirit to yours to be one so that the first fruit of our lips for this morning, for this day, we offer up to you in gratitude for the fact that we have survived the night, we have survived darkness, we have survived all sorts of limitations and we are now into this new day that you have placed us in. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that grace. We thank you for your love that is unchangeable, that is unending, that doesn't depend on us and our behaviors, on our choices. It is just who you are. So we thank you, Father. We thank you that you keep reminding us through your word as well that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so with that confidence, we come to you, Father, this morning. And we thank you for the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts when we are with you. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, the name of our creator, our father, the lifter of men, the one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, our strength, our shield, the one we can run to in times of threat and danger, the ancient of days and the God of patience. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us to pray. And that is what we are learning in depth, in this current series, in our Friday Bible study sessions as well. He is the Lion of Judah. He is the one who leads us in the day of battle. He himself being an intercessor. In fact, two-thirds of the Holy Trinity are intercessors, which directly points to what our biggest call in our prayer life and our battlefield is. We thank you, Father. 
that you have blessed us with that gift of Jesus, our foundation, our rock upon which we build our life, our faith, and our church. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of freedom, the seal of the age to come. Through him there are revivals. And through him we are able to walk. It is he who lifts us up out of the pit that we might walk with him in the spirit. It is he who changes the times and seasons. He is the spirit of victory. He is the spirit of truth who shall guide us into all truth. And Jesus said, when you know that truth and it becomes real to you, then the truth shall set you free permanently, irreversibly. So we thank you, Father, that you have given us the gift of your word and your spirit, that you have given us the gift of prayer where we can speak into circumstances where we can combine your word and your spirit with our faith, where we can legally authorize you to step into our circumstances. We thank you, Father, you have blessed us with the gift of angels, destiny help us. You have blessed us with every physical provision and every spiritual gift. And it is your plan that this life should be filled with your abundance as your word declares to us. And we should walk in dominion that which has been restored through the supreme sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that through your word you continue to reveal those deep mysteries to us and you bid us make corrections in our path that when we align, as we meditate on your word and observe to do what is written in it, when we align, then that abundance, that prosperity in body, soul and spirit is what we will end up with. We thank you, Lord. That becomes our way of life. We thank you, Jesus. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. Today we shall reflect on releasing yourself from unforgiveness. You should actually quickly release yourself from unforgiveness. Do not let it become a stronghold in your life. 
Otherwise, that unforgiveness then starts to manipulate. The way you think, the way you behave, the way you treat others. Unforgiveness is when we hold on to the experience of how someone made us feel and we don't let it go. We hold them responsible for that episode, but in not letting it go, it is not them. It's actually we who are not free, we who are in prison because of holding on and choosing to stay right there, locked in that situation, in that point in time. We never moved further. Even if it was 20 years ago, we are still there in that year, in that day, in that time, holding on to the memory of it with dear life. And the question is, for what? What are you holding on to for? What are you standing to gain by holding on to that hurt, that pain? We remain trapped in that situation in time, in the past. And the other person has moved on and they kept on moving. They never really stopped at all. So think again, who really is in prison? It is not them. It is you. They continue to live their life the way they want it. It is you who are not living the way you should. In peace and looking forward to what lies ahead in your life instead of looking back in bitterness to what was. The way you should. Now God doesn't say it ends there. In Deuteronomy 32 verse 35 and he says it in the New Testament again. He says vengeance is mine. Which means I will pay back to the person that has wronged you. But as long as you are holding on to it, there is nothing he can do. <clears throat> in fact, in Mark 11 verse 25. And this is why you should quickly release or get rid of unforgiveness. In Mark 11 25, Jesus says, if you don't forgive God, then God won't forgive you either. It is conditional. And unforgiveness from God means your prayer is not answered. It is a major block to your prayer. And unforgiveness is also, the Bible says, is a sin. So what really are you holding on to? Are you holding on to a sin that you can be accused of? Satan is not far behind to take that opportunity. And are you holding on to something or are you really, let me put it this way, are you really blocking your own prayer that could have been answered by God long ago? Think again. Do you really want that? So quickly release it from your hands. Let it go. And let his justice system take over. If you trust his justice, then let him take over. The Bible says he is a righteous judge and he will not punish the innocent but he will not let the guilty go either. So you must let it go. Repent for unforgiveness 
Do not give Satan a chance. And then receive grace that your prayers that were held up might be answered. And more importantly, release yourself from that prison that you have been trapped in, the sentence that you have been serving for all these years. The jail term for no fault of yours. For all these years. You have to decide today that I will walk free. I refuse to remain in prison anymore. I choose to forgive and bless them. And that is a key element in spiritual warfare as well. Brother Vivek has taught us on this subject. Bless those who curse you. We can see why now. You don't give Satan an opportunity and you don't remain trapped. Bless those who curse you. Leave it into the hands of the righteous judge. Let him judge. The Bible has enough evidence. Even when Abel was unjustly killed, the blood, his blood cried out from the ground and the righteous judge heard the cry of that blood. How much more than if you are a living person? Let his justice take over. You can say, I choose to forgive and bless them and I leave the rest into the hands of God who is a righteous judge. So now, how do you walk free? You said, I will walk free. How do you walk free? Let's look at practical application of it. This is real, really the, the crux of unforgiveness, turning to forgiveness and forgetting it, letting it go. The first part, unforgiveness is based on thoughts of pain that keep regurgitating back again and again. So it comes back to your memory again and again, continuously. So just as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, take those thoughts captive to Christ. Instead of them arresting you, you block those thoughts now. You can block that by the confessions that you make. You cut off those thoughts every time they come. And you declare. There are various ways to cut them off. You can pray. You can worship. Pray in tongues. You can worship. You can also speak in declaration. In those instances, I will walk free. I choose not to remain in prison. I reject these thoughts. And the second step now that it doesn't end there. So the second step is you will still have thoughts coming. You will need to train your thoughts. How are you going to battle now? This is battlefield of the mind. How are you going to train your thoughts? In Philippians 4 verse 8, Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So what you are really doing there is you are diverting your thoughts into a different direction so that when the one, the evil one keeps coming and suggesting those old thoughts, those old memories of pain and hurt, you choose to forget them and you redirect your thoughts to that which is good. What does that mean? He tells you to think. In Philippians 4 verse 8, he said, think of these things. Which means you have to initiate those thoughts. 
and don't let that wicked one suggest something in your ears you don't let that thought come to you but you start you initiate thinking those thoughts and you start refocusing meditating on the word because these thoughts must be based on those virtues that virtue that you need to be reflecting on will only come from scripture that's why joshua 1 verse 8 becomes important you keep meditating on the word you keep meditating on the word so you pick up those words that have virtues or good thoughts you keep meditating on scriptures of those good thoughts so the thoughts that you think that come from your mind what you are exposed to and what you are feeding it all the time is what will start shaping your thoughts over a period of time you will find that those memories come back lesser and lesser and as you keep rejecting them they will have gone and that is why praying in the spirit is also important because that's where the bible says righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost that's what he brings into us that's how he edifies us so let him fill you with his peace and joy praying in the holy spirit worship are key weapons to destroying those thoughts if you are to emerge positive and on top of that battle you have to focus on the weapons that are available to you the word worship that is praise and praying in the spirit key weapons prayer is another one so this is why declarations become important it is also true for any situation that is tempting when you start getting thoughts of temptation you can use the same mechanism this is why we keep reciting i confess boldly so that when those kind of situations are presented your scriptures are immediately fired from the spirit and when the devil comes to you with a certain thought the only way you fight it is just like jesus did it is written that can only happen when you are meditating on scriptures all the time when you have that filled up brimmed up and powered primed in your spirit ready to be fired otherwise you will not know what to say it has to come in your nature so that you don't have to think on oh well what scripture do i use now you don't need to think of it at that time it comes naturally to you that's how we train our thoughts that's why reading and meditating on the word every day becomes key it has to be a discipline this is also why faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of god that's what that meditation is producing are you seeing how you are producing the substance for those virtues that you are thinking of in the longer period of time you are actually reshaping your nature your character and when you say you are shaping it it is the holy spirit who works on you to produce his fruit because those are his fruit when you reflect on if you start reflecting on galatians 5 verse 22 and 23 now you start meditating on those that's the best place where paul says think of these things you can start from there the fruit of the spirit and say lord this is your spirit this is your fruit o holy spirit so i believe you are bringing or producing that fruit in me as i submit myself to you 
So I start meditating on each of these and you can pick those and start looking up scriptures on each of those virtues, the fruit. Start meditating. As you are training your thoughts on the lines of faith, you can quickly pick up anything that is contrary to those and you can reject them. See, now your discernment is also sharpening. You are getting more and more of his fruit, his nature, and there are certain things that he doesn't like, you will not like them either. That's how your image and likeness is being sharpened and shaped to his. So there are multiple benefits when we employ this mechanism. And the starting point for it all is start studying the word and submitting yourself to prayer so that the Holy Spirit can then take that and bring that word to become real and to pass in your life. We can wave unforgiveness goodbye. We have to make that start an initiative to be taken on our end and submit to the Holy Spirit and let him do his work in us as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we meditate on this and we apply ourselves to getting rid of unforgiveness, we ask for your assistance, your grace, Lord, and your mercy for all that time that we have kept ourselves in prison. We ask for forgiveness for ourselves and for others as well. And for the strength, Lord, to let go, to release, trusting on you, not thinking of the other person, but trusting on you, looking to you and releasing all that hurt, all that pain to receive out of your love, out of your peace, out of your joy and to walk with you, humbly submitting ourselves so that you can then produce your fruit in us, your nature, your character, your likeness. I ask for that edification in each of our spirits this day, especially that one that is struggling with unforgiveness today, Father. We stand in the gap. We release our faith that you might take over, Holy Spirit, and help that one that is falling weak. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. All those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. For all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray also, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty. All kinds of addictions as well. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us and you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe we have received, Lord, the grace of your hands out of your love. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit. 
The words that were placed on my heart this morning. Open your hearts, my people. May your thoughts be my thoughts. Your words be my words. Your actions and deeds be my actions and deeds. You are my body and I dwell in you. The scripture I've been given is from Ephesians 4, verses 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and slander be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 43, verse 19, a message that keeps coming to us every day. It's quoted from the NIV where he says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, sorry, there's one more scripture that has come as well. This is from Isaiah 41, verses 13 to 15, again quoted from the NIV, where it says, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, you worm, Jacob, little Israel, do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One, of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, our divine mercy in the rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings. Please share those with friends and family. Also share a link to the prayer group and invite them to join us in the prayer group and on Friday sessions as well, along with the other sessions to whatever is suitable to them and might they might be keen to join. Also a reminder about Friday's Bible study session. This is the concluding part in our series on understanding the Lord's Prayer where we are looking deeper into the words of, sorry, into the meaning of the words that Jesus chose when teaching us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Now, how we can make that prayer more efficient. So I encourage all of you to attend, but also share that message with friends and family. Invite them to come join us too. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.